So during this finishing over top of this person, she starts to just very, very abrasively start rubbing it all in like it's suntan lotion, right? And then says, Welcome to the Any Last Words podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every Monday. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks, aka Young One with himself. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Keon, as well. Here we are. Thank you, sir. Yes, indeed. Indeed. What's going on? How are you feeling on this beautiful, beautiful day? Wonderful, man. It's like late October. We're still getting like 80 degree, 80 degree days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, it's... But global yeah. warming's not real. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. That's what they want you to think. Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean... Remember, do you remember when we used to get snow, like a lot of snow around here? It's not like that anymore. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, it's, those, it's a, those, those blizzards a few years yeah, ago? Yeah, it's a drastic change, you know? So you, you got to know that something is happening. Like, you can't, you can't call it a hoax. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think something, I think something that people believe is that Global warming is an idea that was implemented in order to give the left something to stand for. Uh-huh. Therefore, you know, so therefore also generating more more votes that way and things like that. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting, like what hoaxes people believe to be out there, what possible hoaxes are out there, what, you right. know, the things that people are getting over on us. Like, we just don't know what the fuck is yeah. going on out here. Really. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not yeah, meant it's, for us to see. Yeah, it's very interesting. What's going on with you, man? How are you feeling? It's uh, it's been a chill day, man. You know, what I'm saying I went to work, um, came home a little early so I could do this pod with you. Uh, before it got yes. too late, we're doing a special edition nighttime pod on these niggas. <laughs> special edition. I do got some special things lined up. What you got? I, I got some special things. Well, I mean, I definitely. I, I mean, I can't wait. I, I I told you I wanted to get back to the roots a little bit and allow people to laugh at my expense. Right. So. You can so people can definitely be looking forward to that. <laughs> some some self deprecating uh, content for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen you're out here. You're, you're taking trips. Yeah, man. You know I mean, sp- um, spending a little bit of that wealth. Let us know. Let us know about that. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I just, a very nice uh, place that you were at. Yeah, then. nah. I just came back from uh, Baltimore, which isn't too far away. It's like an hour away from me. Probably like an hour and a half away from you. Um, but just wanted to go out and get somewhere and just kind of be away, you know, cause we're not really interested in flying right now. Um, yep. so just trying to, just try to just get out, go somewhere close by. So we went up to Baltimore, stayed in the, um, the Kempton Monaco, um, mm. really cool, real swanky spot. Um, real, real nice place. Um, so I, you know, I give them a five out of five on that star scale. Uh, if you go to Ooh. Baltimore, no, if you go to Baltimore, you know, that's a place you should definitely look into. Um, they treated us really nicely. And, uh, you know, I think it was a really nice uh, hotel. But I think the highlight of the trip was all the food. Like, we went to this <laughs> really dope breakfast spot in this, like, little corridor. It looked like Little Italy. You know what I'm saying? Like, the streets okay. went from, like, asphalt 
to, you know, cobblestone. Co- like cobblestone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went from asphalt to cobblestone and we're just walking and, you know, all these, uh, all these, uh, you know, what do they call those fucking umbrella things that like just kind of like an awning or whatever kind of hangs over the top of the front of a building? I, oh, over I, the top of the building. Oh, over, like a portico? Over, like over top of the front of the building to like provide shade. I believe that is called a portico. Okay, a portico. Let's go. Let's let's go with that. But um, there's a bunch of those out there. A lot of like little, uh, little like little metal gates in front of the stores. Very home, very homey. You know, countryside feeling. Um, mm-hmm. But it was dope. Went in there. Um, the food was awesome. I got this fucking skillet that had like eggs, potatoes, cheese, peppers, onions, all types of stuff in it. Antoinette got a uh, shrimp and grits. Like it was, it was really good, man. Um, and what else did we do? What else did we do? We didn't do any like sightseeing or anything like that. We honestly, honestly spent a lot of time inside the hotel, just like drinking and like watching scary movies. <laughs> it was, it was pretty tight. It was a really relaxing weekend altogether. Um, mm. but yeah. Okay. okay. It's a nice kick off the spooky season, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, mimosas and scary movies. Yeah. We, I feel like we watched like all any recommendations. The, um, Damn, that's so funny that you asked me that. Because I wasn't even going to say this, but there was a movie that I was going to talk to you about, probably off pod. But you asked mm. me that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this movie. I watched this, and this isn't a scary movie, by the way. But I'm gonna tell you about it. I watched The Help, featuring. Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah, definitely not a scary movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> I, I can't name all the actors in there. I'm sorry, guys, but um, I know that Viola Davis. <laughs> is one of the people yeah. that's in the movie. And I believe she won an Oscar for this movie. I can't tell you okay. what which one it was, but it's an awesome movie. Like it's, it's you know, set in the Jim Crow era in, ja- in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. And basically, Viola Davis plays his maid. She has a lot of maid friends, uh, played by some other great actors that you would recognize. I'm so sorry, yeah. I can't remember their names. <laughs> um, but That's all right. IMDB is at everybody's fingertips. Yeah, yeah, they can they can <laughs> look. look it up. <laughs> but basically, this uh, this white this white girl, she decides she wants to write a column in the newspaper. She gets this opportunity to write a column in the newspaper, and she wants to talk about the perspective of the Negro maid in the movie, mm. which is okay. you know, like this is Jackson, Mississippi. Nobody cares what yeah. the Negro maid thinks about. You know, they just, <laughs> that's the last person who, nobody cares what the Negro maid thinks. Yeah, nobody, as, nobody as, cares for as that long, As long as they do what I say when I want them to do it, that's all that, that's all that I care about, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> but she decides to write this column about the perspective of the Negro maid. And. Yo, human beings suck I, sometimes. Yo, you, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, <laughs> But, um, Jeez, man. um, yeah, so she gets to, you know, she gets to write in this column and, you know, Viola Davis ends up recruiting more and more people along with the help of some of these other maids. And it's just, it gets real deep, man. Like there's this one, uh, character played by, um, damn Bryce Dallas Harper or something like that. Uh, okay. damn, I can't remember her name, but, um, trust me, you can, you can find it based off those names that I just gave you. Cause it sounds like that. <laughs> It's <laughs> um, something like that. It's something like that. Uh, okay. I, look, I wasn't even prepared to talk about this today. I, but I'm just. <laughs> but um, so just a terrible person. Terrible person. Um, you know, she's scamming people. She's trying to work. This, her... this is this is a white woman. Yes, this is a white woman. 
Scam. Bryce Dallas Harper. Good job. Is that is that right? Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Harper. Um, she plays the she plays the role of this like woman who's like trying to work her way to the top of in the in the you know the social hierarchy. Um, you mm. know she's a, she's in all these clubs. She's she's such a horrible person, especially to black people. However, she's the head of some charity that's trying to give back to kids in Africa. Ironic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, everybody sees through her bullshit. And in this, in this movie, this, uh, this article comes out and it puts her in every other fucking maid in Jackson. I'm sorry. Every other fucking, uh, you know, person that has a maid, every white person that has a maid, puts them on blast and she ends up getting shunned by a lot of people. Um, I'm talking about the, the mean one here. Um, the one that's played by yeah. Bryce Dallas Harper. She ends up getting shunned by the community. Um, she ends up, Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I want to talk about this part just in case anybody wants to watch the movie, but she gets, ends up getting super fucking embarrassed um, by yeah. one of the Negro maids. Um, I'm not going to go into it because you should watch the movie, but okay. in the end, you know, Viola Davis, super proud of what she did. Um, in the, I'm talking about within the movie. Um, it's it's just such a great movie about the times and how how Jim Crow was and how there were rules to how you you know black and white every everything was separate but equal. They were building mm. extra bathrooms on the outside of the people's houses for you know for the maids to use because they couldn't use their toilets. Like there was there was a huge storyline behind that. Like it was, it was nuts, man. But such a good movie, and it just all the roles were played really well. Um, I said, I would say, you know, go watch it. I honestly, I'm not even like, I'm not even one of those people that really is interested in going and watching like the the slave movies and all that. Like I'm over <laughs> that shit, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not, I'm not really into watching shit like that. But this, outside of outside of the time that the movie was in. The the script was executed perfectly. The roles mm. were executed perfectly. Um, so I mean, if you got time, you know, it's. I it's mean, a, you had me at you had me at Viola Davis, honestly. honestly. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, such like, a I, great I, I'm a huge, actress. I'm a huge How to Get Away with Murder fan. She's such a great actress, and that is a I believe it's ABC show that she she stars in. It's like she is amazing in that show. Yeah. So like I yeah, you you had me at that. That was all like, I needed to yeah, know. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. Awesome movie. But we also right. we also watched like Insidious chapters one, two, and three. And oh I saw those. Yeah, yeah. Those are some of my favorites. Um Insidious are great that's great. Insidious great is movies. scary as fuck, especially the first one. Yeah. But um yeah, no nah, people you gotta put respect on those names. Yeah. If we're talking about like, you know, more contemporary horror movies, those those definitely take the cake. Right, right, right. Those are up there. Those are those are up there. Yeah. But um so actually speaking of that, I came across this article where like they were rating movies based on people's heart rates while they were watching them. Mm-hmm. Top three, um, Insidious, Sinister, and um the Conjuring, all uh, all, all great movies. Yes. Yeah, for sure, all great movies. Um, I can't remember the other seven. Sorry. 
But those are the top three. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my memory right now. <laughs> yeah, you first a thousand percent. You don't give a fuck about these other things. It's, I mean, I get, you know, I mean, if, if you're not first, you're last. So <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Bobby says. So I guess, you know, the other ones don't really matter. I guess. Right. That's hilarious. Uh, I was told by my, by my barber today that I should. Oh, you, look had a, into you had a this. fresh one? I did get a fresh one today. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, no, he did. He did his damn thing. Shout out to Tyson. Yo, I haven't gotten my hair cut in like a month. <laughs> How you feeling? Because I know that that's that's, that's um, big for you. Honestly, <laughs> I I look at myself in the mirror every day, and I I I'm just kind of like, I'm gonna, you're gonna get your hair cut soon. You're gonna get a, you're gonna get cut soon. That's all I can. That's all I can tell myself because. The barber I want you to, to. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and console yourself. Uh, I mean, whenever I look at myself in the mirror and I think about how terrible my hair looks and how yeah. misshapen my beard has become, um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's not tight. Oh, shit. It's not tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. But, you know, my barber, like, my, I'm off on Mondays and Tuesdays right now, and those are the days that my barber is closed. And, like, I have another person I go to. I guess I'm just a little hesitant. I'm, I'm just mm. waiting for something to pop open. I'm waiting for my barber to hit me up and be like, yo, I can get you on a Wednesday. I'm waiting, right. I'm waiting on that, I guess. That's so crazy. I mean, I, I don't think that people really know. You have spoken about your love for crispy haircuts and your love for yeah, your particular man. barber because a barber is very important yeah. to the to to a man, yes. especially a black man. Um, But you you make a quite a quite a hefty drive, sir. Yeah, quite quite but, the long drive but, for a haircut. But here's my thing, though. Like where I go is where I'm from. So when I yes. go there, it's an opportunity for me to see my family, my friends. Yeah, I don't even think yeah, about yeah. it like that. Like, yeah, I just yeah, I just sure. go there and I'm going to get a haircut and I'm going to say what's up to you and duty. And I'm hmm. going to go to my mom's house and I'm going to go see my nephew and I'm going to see my sister and I'm going to see my dad. And that is absolutely worth it. Shout out to Stefan. Shout out to Tyson. These are both of our barbers. Um, again, my barber said that I should get on to the Gucci Mane Guide to Greatness. You know what? We always talk about books when I go in there. What do you got? Big Smokey J also told me that. Yes, he and he told me this as well. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, like, I didn't necessarily take it that seriously when he said it because, <laughs> I one, don't, I don't, he doesn't read. Two... He didn't read this particular book. My barber did read the book. So, yeah. you know, it, 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 I'm just saying it means a little. Hold on a second. Hold on. It's not, I'm not, I'm wait a minute. What did I just do? I didn't shit on him. I'm just saying that it means a whole lot more. With, oh, man. Does, does my laughter just drown out all the meaning? Yeah, like, all I'm saying is that it means something for someone to actually have read the book and then come to you and say, hey, you should read the book. How As opposed you? to someone to just, what? I thought he had it. Am I tripping? He didn't get the book? No. Oh, my. No, he told me. He said that this is like, he told his girl that it's like on the top of his list oh, of books to get. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? So if she happened to want to get him a gift at some point. Then that should be the gift, right? But no, he doesn't have the book. Yeah, exactly. I was told by somebody that just that just finished reading the book that I should read it. That there are a lot of gems in there. He was a little apprehensive about reading it at first because it's Gucci Mane, and he didn't quite know exactly what he was going to be able to get Look, out of the man, book. 
Look, go for it. No, 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 no. Go for it because we 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 have we spoke about what it is you're about to say. Go ahead. Gucci go ahead. man mm-hmm. has come a long way. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I started listening to Gucci Man probably when I was like a freshman in high school. Um, mm-hmm. Listening to uh, like So Icy featuring Jeezy and uh, um, Trap House, which I So Icy, yeah, yeah, and Trap so Trap House, which I which I stole and got on and got on the beat too, and made a yes. a, a, a very historic track. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, Gucci Man has come such a long way. I mean, even from the fucking murder trials to going to jail like three or four times and, you know, mm-hmm. through kind of up, to, you know, leading into the kind of the prime of his career, his career, like this nigga in and mm-hmm. out of jail. Um, right. And, and, you know, he's got a lady that's obviously down for him. Um, right. And right now, so right now that nigga is, he's striving. He's, 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 he's staying on the straight and narrow. He's doing a good job. He's, he's, he's married. He's, he's writing books on you know coming from coming from nothing you know what i'm saying right um right and you know i i respect it i love gucci that's, that's it oh, all right <laughs> <laughs> i relaxed <laughs> calmed out no all i was all he was pretty much saying was that he well, he was never really a huge my barber i'm speaking of speaking of he never was a huge gucci fan okay right so but what he did here, he just didn't know if he was ready to now read a book from this artist, from this gentleman. You know what I mean? And I can understand that. Right. Because from from what he puts, from what I've heard in his raps, I don't necessarily want to read a book from him. <laughs> but 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 this I, is I would have felt the same way, to be fair. Yeah, but he he you know, he's vulnerable in this and he shows another side of himself that I guess maybe he doesn't feel comfortable showing on a on a rap album or maybe it doesn't necessarily fit the persona that he feels like his listeners are are looking for, checking for, invested in, whatever the case may be. But he said that there were a lot of gems in it. What he said he didn't necessarily enjoy about the book was the fact that every other page, and this isn't like he wasn't being like extra about this at all he said every other page was a full-blown out photo of gucci <laughs> doing something else like in another fly ass oh, so this nigga, this, hanging out here this nigga this nigga has a picture book yes <laughs> yes so how so when what? you get the book how, however however thick it is you think it is like it's half of that are photos i see now that you've told me that <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> That, not quite the same? No, it's not quite the same. It's not quite the same at all. Um mm-hmm. now I'm now I'm I've my mind has shifted towards it being a collector's item now and not even reading it. <laughs> I it was just, I would sit it on the shelf because I still like Gucci Man. I just like yeah. why would this nigga put a picture of himself on every other page? On every other page. Why he would said, he do you that? know I don't know, man. That I guess rid- uh, oh. It's it's a bit Come yeah on. it's definitely a bit much. I don't like if you put if you put photos down that gave a little bit more insight into the things that you were speaking just about a random, whatever chapter just a random picture. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just random pictures, just pictures of him and just like icy oh, ass outfits or him gosh. on the block or him hanging out with his wife Come and on, him man. here him there. Yeah, just yeah, just around. Come on, Gucci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but again, he also did say that he was dropping some gems in there, and, okay. and of course, I feel like. 
there are going to be people that pick up the book that wouldn't normally pick up a book because it is Gucci, in fact. Right. Maybe they're big enough fan to want to know what it is he has to say about success because if, as you have just ha- as you have just alluded to, he's come a very long way in a lot of different ways. Right. So I, I can see people picking up the book and you never know what sort of information is given and who needs to hear that information, who needs to read that information. Right. And if so, you're getting it from him and it's uplifting. He has supposedly he has daily affirmations that he tells himself throughout the entire book. So that's good. So I'm sure I'm sure he's reaching people that wouldn't normally come across some of this sort of information and motivation otherwise. So I do commend him for that. Have you seen a have you seen a picture of it like the book or did he give you a copy his copy or uh, no, he didn't. He didn't give me a copy of it. Did you look uh, it up? I, yeah, I looked okay, it up. Because I was going to say, honestly, just aesthetically pleasing. I think the cover is pretty cool. It's just golden, right? Yeah, it's, like, just, it's, it's just... like golden, but it's just, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, it's it's, it's golden, but simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I could. I like, would, the, that, I, like, sound, I think that, that sounds like Gucci. Yeah, it does. I Like, I could just see <laughs> that sitting on a bookshelf. It would just look very nice, like sitting on a bookshelf amongst other books. Like a collector's item like would. Like a collector's item would. <laughs> uh that's yeah so that's all i really got on gucci um and and i guess you've told pretty much what you have on your beautiful excursion with the fiance yes yes baltimore wonderful so then we can get into some things all right because i got some i got some things today what you got um well first and foremost i would like to start off with something a little different a little special i have on numerous occasions been asked about my meditation practice. Okay. And, you know, how it makes me feel. When did I start? How did I get into it? What do I do exactly? What is my meditation practice exactly? And one of the probably most prevalent questions or not even questions. It's really just a statement that people just believe about themselves. It's so funny because I hear this the most as to why people don't meditate. Oh, I just don't have that type of mind. Like, my mind won't do it. Like, Yo, you know, shut like, the hell up. <laughs> no, wait. I don't no, have I'm, that type I'm, of mind. Bro, bro. Yo. People say it all the time. Like, no, my, my mind. Like, people act as though their mind is so beautifully unique and so singular that they just can't. This is the thing. There are trained minds and untrained minds. You, Your tr- mind just hasn't been trained yet. You can do it. But then right. again, people always have like these misconceptions of what meditation is. So then if they ever do try it and they see or they notice that anything aside from what they heard, which again is a misconception, is happening, then they'll quit and say, oh, see, I don't have the type of mind that can do this thing. So. Number one misconception I hear about meditation is that your mind is supposed to turn off completely. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I don't have the type of mind to just like completely cut I mean, it that's, off. Like my that's super my brain is just my brain is just always going. Like I always have thoughts going through my brain. That's the point of your brain. <laughs> your brain your your brain is supposed hope, to be I hope, thinking. I hope it does not stop operating. Right. Please, that's the that's for the your thing. Sake, like, I need it to continue. For all of our sakes, <laughs> yeah. like, please, like, please let it keep working. Like, let thing, like, let information continue to be processed. Please. 
Um, so people always say, I don't have that type of mind. It's always running. I can't stop it from moving. I don't know what you're talking about, Earl. How do you meditate? So I would like to have a very brief meditation session for the listeners and for you as well, because I told you that we were going to have meditation sessions years ago when we lived together and we never did one. Okay. So I'm going to, so I'm going to bring it here to the platform, to our platform. But before I do, I, I want people to understand a few things. One, you have to go into this with no judgment. When you're meditating, it is simply about being conscious of all that arises in consciousness. That is, what does the air feel like around you? Is it cold? Is it warm? Do you have cramps in your body? How, how, like, how does your back feel? How does your neck feel? What are you seeing? If you're doing eyes closed, what are the little lights behind your eyelids showing you? What are you seeing behind your eyelids? What are you hearing? Right? So we're just talking about all the senses, like really thinking about what arises in consciousness and focusing on that. Now, what people get lost is they'll say, oh, I got lost in thought. That is the practice. You will, especially as a beginner, you will get lost in thought. You'll find yourself like thinking and you didn't even know you've been thinking now for 30 seconds, a minute, whatever long. As soon as that happens, you bring yourself back to the things that I will be guiding you through, the things that I will be suggesting that you pay attention to, and then you do it. Again and again and again and again and again, you will get lost in your thoughts and then you'll bring yourself back when you realize it. These are like push-ups for the mind. This is exercise for the mind so that it changes what is referred to your DBN or default brain network. So that when you go out into regular life, you will more so be immersed in the moment and you won't be constantly lost in thought. Because one thing that we can definitely agree upon is that anxiety and depression is huge these days. We understand just how how pervasive that is in our society. Now, anxiety is interesting because it is apprehension of future events. It is you constantly thinking about what something's going to be like. And now, if you were just living in the moment, looking ahead of you, seeing what's around you, feeling what's around you, experiencing what's happening with you in that moment, you wouldn't be so fearful of what may possibly, but possibly not ever come into life. So this helps in just various ways of your life, emotional stability, because again, you're not constantly lost in thought of something else. You're not causing yourself this depression because usually when you're lost in thought, you're thinking about, you're usually thinking about, you know, maleficent, nefarious things that, again, may or may not ever happen to you. So it's just it's just better to just be here because here is the only place that you have any real control anyway. You can't control anything that has already taken place in the past and you have clearly no control over 
what is or what is not to come in the future, necessarily speaking. And if you are to control anything that happens in the future, it only happens by being here in the now. <laughs> so it just makes so it just makes sense to just be here. Um, so those are the, the I mean the few things that I have to say about it. Um, so I'd like everyone to listen, Keon, you as well, for all of us to close our eyes. I am going to set this for five minutes. We're going to do. And I, like I said, I'm going to guide us through this so you have a better understanding of what it is you're looking for, or looking after, and being aware of. All right, here we go. Close our eyes. And we're just going to start off by focusing on our breathing. We're going to breathe in. One. When you exhale, that will be a count of one. So when you breathe in and breathe out again, that'll be a count of two. Try to get all the way to the number 10. Do not judge yourself if you don't get there before getting lost in thought. As soon as you find yourself getting lost in thought, bring yourself back down to one and start over. Usually people get lost around three or four and they have to bring themselves back as beginners, but always bring yourself back to the breath because you always have that to focus on. Also, if you ever feel as though my voice is getting in the way of your meditation, understand that my voice is nothing but sound that is arising in consciousness. You should be able to focus on your breath like you can my voice, like you can a jackhammer outside on the cement. It doesn't matter what is there, you can meditate on it. So I should probably say that if you're driving a car, your eyes should be open. (laughs) (laughs) 
it is just as easy to meditate with your eyes open. You still have all the sensory that you need in order to focus on. How does your back feel? Your back should probably be as erect as possible in order to have breath be as easy as possible. How does your breath feel? How does your breath fill up in your lungs? practice, you'll be able to allow your thoughts to come into your mind and pass as thoughts do with no judgment, but instead of being lost in the thought, you'll be aware of each thought that comes through and passes, and you'll be able to focus. For the last 30 or 45 seconds or so, I would like for everyone listening to try to picture someone or multiple persons in their life that they care for and think of that person doing things that make them happy. Think of the people that you love and care for most on this planet and them in their happiest moments. Focus. All right, you were we're able to have your eyes closed. You can open them. That concludes our meditation practice for the day. Keon, sir, how do you feel? Uh, honestly, I was sitting over here chilling, um, kind of getting back into deep thought. You know, I might I might even dozed off there for a second. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I went to sleep on me. <laughs> nah, but that was that was definitely relaxing though. And I was honestly yeah. trying to focus on the breathing to really just sit there focusing on the breathing was relaxing in itself, just allowing your lungs to fill up and just, you know, exhale really smoothly. It does. Mm-hmm. It does make a difference. It, it definitely does, man. It, like if you can, when people are in those strenuous parts of their, their day, whatever the fuck it is you may be doing at work or uh, with a loved one, having an argument or whatever it is, if you can just get some time and just go off by yourself and do some breathing and just have some intentional conscious breathing by yourself. It, it helps, it helps tons, but, um, you know, there's definitely something that focus part of it. There are not so many things that people put themselves into in life. So many activities that require just arrowhead-like focus, you know what I mean? Really, really zeroing in on something. That's what's so interesting to me about archery is there's only but so many ways to pull a 
to he pull an arrow back on a bow. Right. The, all of the the skill comes from that just that ridiculous focus of seeing you in the mark in the distance between you both and just and just and focusing so intently to be able to just release it and just know exactly where it's going like it's like that's that's insane to me you know what i mean that that in itself is like a meditation that's why i do yoga it is a moving meditation because it's something that you really have to be aware of like the the form that you're doing things in i mean exercise and sports like that I mean, that's those are their own forms of, of great focus and meditation. Reading. I mean, if you're going to comprehend what the fuck it is you're reading, you really have to be focused on all the words to be getting the gist of what's going on. Reading in between the lines, understanding subtext, all sorts of stuff like that. Like it's meta like focus is extremely interesting. And it's actually something that we'll bring into conversation later on with something that I believe you have going on. I've, I've sort of worked it, worked its way in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting, but yeah, that concludes our meditation. We'll get into that more uh, another time, but I'm glad that we were able to do that. Cause like I said, it's something that I do at least like an hour a day, usually 30 minutes when I wake up 15 or so after a nap in the middle of the day and then 20 or so, when I'm like about to go to sleep at night. So I'm glad we were able to get that. And that should also answer some questions for people that were wondering and asking me questions. I mean, it's, it's kind of a good question. What do you do when you meditate? And you're probably a good person to ask that too, because you're going to, you're really going to define it in a way where I think people will understand it. Yeah. 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 Cause people just, I mean, cause people want to find a way to relax. Like yeah. people are trying to find a way to relax and not have to go hit the bottle right. or hit the weed or something like that, or pop a pill. Like people want to find a more natural way of just being able to calm themselves and, uh, you know, sort of clear the fog. So, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's the best way. I think people need to have a way of understanding what, focus and concentration and living in the now is because if there's just so many instances in which absent-mindedness a second or two of absent-mindedness will just turn everything into a disaster yeah. <laughs> like being on the road like when i told you that dude crashed into my friend and when he got out of the car he was just like oh i'm so sorry i was daydreaming <laughs> like if this person had just practiced mindfulness meditation, you know what I mean, 20 minutes a day or something like that could have been the difference yeah. because he would he would have just been there in his car, you know, operating heavy machinery the best way it could have been operated to his best capabilities. He wouldn't have been off in his mind somewhere else like that's like that's just it's just irresponsible. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just think it's it's best to practice things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to make, just trying to, trying to trying create to make a better the world, world, man. Better place. I'm, tr you know what I mean. I try to do my part. That's all. I try to do my part. All I, all I can do. Young one with himself. You damn right. What you, what you got for us, man? What you got with a follow up? Um, I'm gonna jump into some. Uh, I haven't done a, a funny ass customer service story in a while. <laughs> so i'm gonna oh, divulge shit. on something that happened to me last week so hold on 
So. <laughs> I'm glad that I just did this meditation practice with people because now you're about to stress us the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um. All right. So I, I forgot what day this was. It was probably like last Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. So I go into work. I'm having computer issues. Uh, small detail that you just just remember that. All right. So a man comes <laughs> in looking for some echoes, right? And he's been here before. Last time he was here, I didn't have them. So he comes back a few weeks later to see if I have them. Nothing wrong with that. He comes in. He's looking for them. Unfortunately, I do not have them. So he asked me if I can call around. See if any nearby stores have any. Not a problem. I do stuff like that all the time. We have, you know, several stores and nearby markets um, that are accessible to people, you know, all all around. So I call stores in VA, I call stores in Maryland. I even call some stores in like southern Pennsylvania. Um, because some of our northern Marylanders don't live too far away from that border. So they don't mind going up there. So that wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> this man asks me, he starts going on talking about how he's got friends in New York and Georgia and Connecticut. And he's like, yeah, if you could just call the stores over there, you know, I could see if my friends could just ship them to me. And I'm just like, like, damn, nigga, like, is this really that serious? <laughs> like, dude, is this really like, are you dead ass? There's some there's something in those shoes, man. I don't know what it is that you miss, but there's something about those shoes that are very novel. He needs those shoes in particular. Because it's just like normal people, you know, once you've gone but so far for them, they are they're gonna be like, all right, you know, cool, that's cool, man. I appreciate you doing that. Not this man. Not this man. Mm -hmm. So I end up calling stores in Georgia. New York, um, Delaware, like Connecticut. And I'm just like, you know, I was like, yeah, like, you know, it doesn't seem like any of these stores have anything. And so he looks at me and he says one of those stupid ass things <laughs> that people say when they're trying to relieve some of the tension in the room when mm -hmm. someone says, Man, I'm really, I'm really working you, huh? Um, man, you got you over here working real hard, huh? Man. And it's just like, in my head, I'm just like, obviously. Like, why, like, I don't even know why you said that. Like, like, were you expecting me to have a small chuckle with you about it? Like, I, cause I, I'm not gonna do that. Like, it's very clear that I'm going above and beyond for you right now. And I, like, I don't even know why you, like, why did you say that? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just completely unnecessary. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And honestly, uh, quite honestly, anyone with a, you know, with a 50 percent operating brain could have felt the tension in there. And he probably could have read my body language because I was like I was starting to get real annoyed. Um, yeah. So. So. At that point. Like I haven't. Earl, I haven't wanted to punch a human being in the face in a long time, but I wanted to punch. I wanted to fight this man. I wanted to fight what, him. Was it was it mostly after he said, "Oh, I really got you working over there"? Yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah, pretty it much. It was mostly after he said that. Yeah, there. basically. But then it didn't. It didn't stop there. 
this nigga was talking about. Oh yeah, well you know I I've got some I've got a I've got a good cousin of mine in Oregon, Calif. He's talking about niggas in California, and I'm just like, bruh, like what is going on here? Like, are you really you about to have me just call every store in the company, like every in every state where you got a where you got a boy at? Like, right. I don't understand. Like I said, normal people, you feel like you feel like they would kind of call this off. Like, all right, you know, he's he's kind of done enough. But not this man. So I get a few stores into California, and then I get completely pissed about something else. It's it's like 10 o'clock in the morning right now where I'm at. These mm. stores in California are not open. Right. They are on a completely different time zone. I've called like yes. five stores in California, and these stores are not even open, dog. And yes. I'm just pissed all over again. And I'm just like, I can't, I've just been sitting here wasting my time. How did, did that just pop into your mind? Or yeah, like, was like, there something? Yeah, I was just, okay, well, okay. after I, after I called the so many California stores and none of them answered the phone, I'm just like, this is kind of crazy. Like, why aren't these yeah, people like, answering hmm. the phone? Yeah. So like, that, what is the link between all five of these California stores exactly. that none of them would answer? <gasps> oh, <laughs> exactly. So the phone rings. And I'm just, I don't care who the fuck it is. I know that this person on this phone is going to save me right now because Mm -hmm. I'm going to get on this phone and it's going to be a conversation if I can, if I can make it one. (laughs) Because I'm thinking maybe this man, maybe this guy will leave. Maybe he'll just leave. Right. Like no matter what it is, they're going to say, like, you're going to stretch it as much as you can. (laughs) But guess who it was? It was one of the stories that you were called. No, it was IT calling me back. Because I tried to get in touch with them earlier uh, about my computer issues. Yay. So I'm sitting there. I'm on the phone. I'm not even entertaining this guy anymore. I'm just over here trying to fix my computer at this point. So I'm sitting over here thinking in, the, in my head, like, you know, eventually he's going to leave. In the great words of Charlie Murphy, wrong, wrong. <laughs> he did not leave. I was on the phone with them for a good six to seven minutes. Just think about how long that is. Just sitting out oh, there. You thought that, oh, you thought six to seven was going to get him out of there after I, he had you calling every store in the I, United States of America? I must be a no, fucking no, 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 fool. No. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. He, nah, he, he perseveres, sir. He is. He, he is a man. He per, is a man of perseverance. Persistent. Yes. Persistent. Yes. He, yes. I'm sat there on the phone. He's sitting there on the bench looking at me, and I'm just like, damn, this nigga is not living. Like, he's still here. <laughs> he was he was probably thinking in his mind as he's looking at you like, I ain't going nowhere. Yo, so, so. <laughs> like, uh, I'll wait for you. So I get off the phone, and he comes up to me, and he was like, you know, I really want to thank you for doing that. You know, not many people can do that. And I'm just thinking in my, ear, in my head, like, can do that. Are you talking about putting up with you? Are you talking about making the phone calls? Are you like, right. not many people would do that, sir. Not many people care to do that. Like, right. come on. Right. And, yeah. And like I said to you, like him being one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because Cause, again, because he he had the same amount of power as you did in that circumstance. Gotten on his cellular device, which I'm right. certain that he had. Certain. 
and looked up all this information and made all these phone calls for uh, for himself. But you Absolutely. want to know what whether he meant to do it on purpose or not. This man took advantage of my time, my <laughs> integrity, and my position. And you know what? I didn't like that. I didn't like that shit at all. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like that shit <sighs> at all. Because I just like, you know, I feel like I have a certain level of integrity. I'm not going to say I have the most integrity in the fucking world because I don't. Mm-hmm. But I have a certain level of integrity. And when it comes to, you know, doing my job, I'm going to try to do that the best I can. Um, Sometimes I might not even like it, but I'm, I'm going to do it the best that I can. And I just felt like after 30 stores, you're just like, you know, 20, 30 stores, you're just like, damn, am I doing too much? Do I have too much integrity for my own good? Mm-hmm. But I had to stop myself and I'm just like, no, you don't have too much integrity for your own good. But what you need to do is to learn when to call bullshit bullshit. Because I could have I could have told that man that, you know, I you know, I, I have other things I need to do. I can take his number down. I could give him maybe a call later on. Um, I could have lied and said, you know, I'm only allowed to call like five stores. I, you know, I, I can't do this right now. Um, you know, you can call our customer service department and, you know, get one of them to maybe look into this a little deeper for you. Um, I could have said a lot of things. But yes. I just I definitely felt like I'm just like, like, you don't have to go through all that. And like, I usually I'm I'm the type of person where I will go above and beyond for you if I feel obligated or if I fuck with you or something like that. Um, and I don't mind doing that. But I guess there's, you know, sometimes you just you got to call it what it is. And it's just like if I feel like I'm starting, if I feel like I'm doing too much. I'm definitely doing too much because I have a pretty good radar on that type of shit. So, so I have a few things to say about this and this is, and this is going to get interesting um, because you have no idea where this is going. No. So that's always, so that's always great. Yeah. So <laughs> one, one, this dude was kind of an asshole, but <laughs> I don't, but I don't think that he knows it from what you have told me. Him coming and, I mean, giving gratitude to you for doing what it is that you did. Him never really having any sort of maleficent tone right. about anything he did. It was never aggressive in any sort of point nah. in the story. He's talking about friends that he has. He's trying to, like you said, relieve the the tension in the room by saying dumbass things like, Oh, I'm really working you over there, aren't I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just that's just ineptitude. That's just him being bad at social discourse. Right. You know what I mean? And understand like well, having a complete misunderstanding. That's why I said what? if he if like if he was reading my body language, I know anyone would be able to tell that I was annoyed at this. But it's like right. I couldn't really tell if he was or if he just didn't care or what. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's sort of the thing is to some degree, there has to be a benefit of the doubt given because we don't know what we don't know what he was aware of. Right. You know what I mean? The fact that he seemed like he was such a, a jovial man and he was saying all these nice things. It seems as though he was just completely unaware of the fact. That's why being nice and being considerate are two different things. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I've seen people to just say very nice things, use nice tones, nice body language, and come off very benevolent. Uh-huh. But they're just not necessarily considering how you may be feeling about the things that they're doing or saying. Yeah. And that and that just comes with a lack of awareness. So you can be unaware and nice. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that that, that we got to leave give like some slice of benefit of the doubt. Well, for yeah, that. I'm not saying that this guy was, you know, an evil person by any means. Right. I do think he was a little unaware, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I, sure. I, yeah, that's, I, a no, thousand that's, percent. that's absolutely what happened. But this is just, you know, this is uh, this is me, the maid writing my perspective in the help right now. Um, What I will say about so. What's really interesting about this is that you use the word integrity. Yeah. I do, now, I just went over this. I think we've spent like the last three or four fucking pods in to some degree talking about integrity. Yeah, we've been talking about it a lot. And no, which, which is great because it's something that needs to be brought back up over and over. And this is, is a testament as to why. Because I feel like it's being used incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this isn't you having too much integrity. I don't even think that this calls for examination of your integrity. Okay. I think that one of the reason that you do this is because you understand that financial stability is important in your life, and you may not have you, you may not have that if you go off on customers. Right. That's one. That's one. Another thing is you have an uncomfortability with confrontation with people. Hey, this nigga is reading me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we, oh, you had, again, you, I'm not even close to done. <laughs> so, so I think that's more so what it is than having your, your integrity in question here. But since you did bring your integrity into question here, mm-hmm. I would like to further question it. Okay. Now, a few weeks ago, you and I had spoken about Travis Scott coming out with his McDonald's meal mm-hmm. and how I feel like integrity is something that we need to be thinking about more and more often because it's okay. It's not necessarily okay, but it's one thing to destroy yourself through your vices, whether it be junk food, heroin, drugs, drink, whatever the fuck it is. It's one thing to do that. But we all know that through the law, if you get caught with something and you don't get intent to sell, you get whatever it is you get, which is a much smaller sentence. But if you get caught with a large amount of weight on you with scales and baggies and some more shit. Paraphernalia. You get, paraphernalia, exactly. Then you fuck around and you get intent to sell mm-hmm. because the laws realizing that you are now not only trying to hurt yourself, but now you are hurting the community that you're a part of. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we understand that to do it to other people is, is even worse. Now, we had that conversation and it seemed as though in the conversation you you understood or and or you agreed. Now, after that conversation... A few days later, 
no more than a week after, you did something that took me aback, sir. And I thought, and I've been, and I've been meaning <laughs> to talk to you about it ever since. But now's the perfect time for it. Okay. Now, when I saw said thing happen, I'll get to it in a moment. <laughs> the first thing I thought was. I just spoke about this for like 30 minutes on the podcast the other day. So is this him, is this him put like rebelling against me? Is is this him saying, "Yeah, Earl, we heard all your nice words and all your virtue bullshit, but fuck you, we're doing this anyway." Okay. But but then I thought Quickly afterwards, because I know you. Well, that would mean Keon's petty, <laughs> and and he's not petty, so that can't be what it is. So then it has to be one of three options <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> the first, op- <laughs> the first option must be that he didn't listen to me when I was speaking. <laughs> The second option must be that he didn't understand what I was saying. The third option was that he listened, understood, but did not agree with what I said. Now, we're going to I'm going to ask you which one of the three it is after I tell you what it is that you did. Okay. The transgression, I believe you committed. Okay. But. No matter which of the three it is, there are follow-up questions for it. Okay. So so be prepared for however you answer this question. All right. <laughs> you, no more than a week after we had the conversation about integrity uh-huh. and promoting things that hurt the public, <laughs> you posted a photo of you in a Jameson hoodie at Great Falls Park. And said, free promo. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm wondering if you, again, weren't listening to what I said, didn't understand what I said and how it how it connects or involves not just celebrities and people with, you know, mass appeal. But just regular human beings, because we all have some sort of draw to other people and influence over other people, especially when you happen to do a podcast once every week that a lot of people listen to. So or thirdly, again, did you just not agree? And if so, why didn't you agree if you didn't understand why didn't we speak about it more? And again, number one, if you weren't listening, why didn't you ask more? <laughs> Please, um, my elaborate. My, my initial thoughts on that. Um, so we were we were we were on the gold mine trail, and I just happened to have that hoodie on. I actually hadn't yes. worn it in a long time. I didn't even think about the podcast at all when I put that on. Um, but when I took the picture, all that simply went through my mind was the fact that, damn, I just spoke about Jameson or, or no, we, well, we just spoke about, you know, 
promoting certain things and why we would and why we wouldn't. And I was just yes. like, well, damn, I got this Jameson hoodie. All I simply thought was this might make for good Instagram content. The two Jameson factors matching up at that moment in my in my brain outweighed what we spoke about. And that wasn't <laughs> in a rebellious manner towards you. I just kind of had. I, I don't know that that I that idea went into its own stratosphere and became the greatest thing I could th- I was thinking of in that moment. <laughs> and I wanted to put it on there. <laughs> I, I, there was such great irony in it <laughs> because I'm looking at this photo and I'm like, I, I well, hold on a second. I love that hoodie. <gasps> I, no, I, 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 I know that you love the hoodie and I know that you love Jameson. <laughs> but again, the posting of it, I was just like, I think, so, th- I think it was more the timing that. Well, my, I guess it's not not necessarily the timing, but the timing was pretty. I don't know, odd. But it wasn't. The, yeah, that the time, it, again, it the timing was. It was ironic. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't right. It wasn't malicious. But you understand on my side Absolutely. where I'm coming from when I say absolutely. Oh, the, you know, yeah, like where? Why would you do this? Absolutely. I just we just yes. I just saw an easy two plus two and made four. Okay. Okay. So that's that's where your mind was at. You were just thinking about Jameson. Oh, I got the hoodie on. Oh, I got to put it on. It, and it was, it was it was it was relevant. The meaning of the conversation that we had behind. Not, not in that moment. The, I wasn't. Not in that moment. Yes. Okay. I okay. just I just all liked right. it for what it was. I just okay. All, all right. Okay. All right. All right. I just I I had to yeah. And then and it was so funny because then I even commented on it from my personal account and was like and I I think I said I think I said Keon. Not only will I do it for money, but I'll do it for free. Oh, no, you definitely played me. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then you said free promo. And I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, is is he fucking with me? Like, I'm like, he's he must be fucking with me. Like, hey, this nigga, he, hey, this nigga was ready to steal off on Spud. I, I was like, he's, I was like, he's clearly saying to me. Yeah, Yo, bro, fuck all that nice talk that you on, had on the man. podcast. I don't care about come that. On, man. Free promo for this thing that kills people come every on, year. Man. I don't care. And I was just like, why would he do that after I just had this conversation? Come on. But now I now that I understand your thought process, like I, I, I get it. I, I get that you just weren't thinking about you yeah, you just it was it was again a bit absent minded of you. Yes, it was. Yes. yes so again, for our for our listeners <laughs> listening, go back and meditate. <laughs> it might, it might stop you from making one of these types of decisions after having a conversation with your friend for forty five minutes to an hour on said thing and how it shouldn't be done. Anywho, um, I, I got a. <laughs> this is actually this is actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> the uh, the other podcast <laughs> when we were bringing up Shiffy P and his music and really just talking about our love for hip hop music as a whole. <laughs> one element, uh, prominent element in hip hop music, it seems we brought up. And I want to bring it back up real quickly and go through a couple things. Can that I just element, say something real quick? 
Yeah, yes, you can. Please yeah. do, motherfucker. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the title of that podcast, "You Should Want to Be Me," I think is the <laughs> you, funny. You need, you need, like, you need to want to be need, me. I'm sorry, you need to want to be me. I think that is the funniest <laughs> things that you could say to somebody's face. I've been laughing about that ever since. Like, it came out. just imagine someone coming up to you and and being dead ass too. You should want to be me. <laughs> yeah, but that's like fuck that's you. How I feel. You should want to be me. But I feel like that is the subtext to a lot of rap songs and or videos. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah, like yeah, like you need to want to be me. Like look at what I'm doing. Hey, like look how fucking in, awesome in the, my, like my life is. The fucking intro to that shit. You sound like you was about to come on the track like me, Mill. <laughs> With the beat playing behind what you were saying, you was about to come on the track like me. I'm in the club, I'm popping bottles. You see me over here, we got it roped off. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Uh, oh <laughs> That's how you was coming gosh. into the track. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely had some energy. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely felt strongly about that segment. But, but again, going back to that segment a little bit. The element of fucking your bitch. <laughs> nigga, is, where would hip hop be without that? Where would see, 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 where would it be? See, that's what I'm talking about, though. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Is where would we be? What it's like, would it's like you listening to most, a, you listening to a Lil Wayne track and this nigga talking about fucking your bitch. Like, what is he expecting us to be? Like, damn, this nigga could fuck my bitch. He could fuck her if he like if he wanted to. I mean. I guess you know he's a little Wayne, so I guess he could do that. Is that is that is that what I'm supposed to think? Like when you like why Bro, you know there there are so many artists. I mean R and B artists as well. Clearly that you don't you don't R and B is different. Like you don't feel comfortable. You don't feel comfortable bringing your nah man. There's certain dudes. The weekend. I'm thinking Romeo Santos. There are certain dudes where like they're they're talking in their raps. In their songs about taking your chick at the concert. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And they're and they're doing it. <laughs> they're at the concert. You bring your chick to a concert. They start eyeing them, and they tell their man, their security, "Hey, that's the one." You know what I mean. And security comes, getting a little bump, like, "Hey, you know what I mean." A little backstage pass, you know, access. And then and then before you know it, you on the way home by yourself. Like that's that is bro. Hold on a second. I don't that wish is, that I, on that anyone. <laughs> I don't wish that on anybody. Can you imagine going to your favorite artist concert? Like you're putting money in their pocket, you're supporting them, and they fuck around and take your girl from you. Like and that's you tough. and you and you drive home by yourself. Oh my god! That's 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 an insane L, bro. Oh, that's insane. And what's interesting also from the other side is, like, your woman's just okay, like, completely throwing away your relationship so that she can go have like a one night stand with this celebrity. (laughs) Had to make a quick decision. (laughs) That's fucked up. Had to make a quick decision. That's your relationship is trash. I'm sorry. Like if that, I, I I'm calling it right now. If you're if you, your significant other is willing to just go have a one night stand with this person and then be kicked off on the side of the road and then have to continue their life with you without you afterwards, your relationship is trash. It is. Yeah, like that's like that shouldn't even be a question, honestly. Like that that shouldn't even be 
it, she should be like, well, can my man come too? Yeah. Like, can he, like, can he come chill? Cause yeah. if not, like, nah, like I'm like, that's, that's, that's a ride or die. That's a ride or die move. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not just like, you already know what it is. Like, no, I'm not just going to come back here with you. So you can try to like get me high and have your way with me. And then, and then, and then Damn, and now that's, I that's can't what have they, it. That's, they all doing that? God damn. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming. I mean, I'm not. Okay, well, you, I didn't you know mean what? It. You know what? If you call them, if you if you pick them out the crowd and just want and, and want them to come to the back, they may be expecting something. But I'm hoping they not Bill Cosby and girls out here. Like, like, no, no, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's let's make it clear. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean like we're drugging them like that. <laughs> when I mean get them high, I mean well, everyone out here get Rick high. Ross and them. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> come on, man! <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe Rick Ross we, had that line. Yeah, yes, Snicker. Yeah, I can't believe like nobody in his camp was like, "Hey, yeah, man, you should like this nigga. You should probably take this out." Like, <laughs> it wasn't. It like, wasn't. Yeah, like, it wasn't cryptic or nothing. It was just no. It was yeah, just straight like, up. Yeah, like I. What is um, it? Like I, 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 I put something in the. Yeah, something, put, something like that. I can't. I can't. Yeah, like I remember. put something in a drink, or and, and, and she didn't even know it. She didn't even know Yeah, I had fun with that, and she, she didn't even know it. Something yeah, like, something yeah, like that. Like, something like that. Yeah, that's that's uh, <laughs> yo, yeah, <laughs> that's insane. But okay, let's get so we get let's get back on track. <laughs> so we're talking about fucking someone else's girl, and I, I'm assuming. I mean, one, it's just it's so wild to me that it's just. It's so, so pervasive in rap music, especially like people mostly. And and I understand that rap music is a lot more competitive than a lot of other genres. It sure is, isn't it? I've never thought about it like that before. Mm -hmm. It is so competitive. Like it's like like, that's a competitive. It's really on some crabs in the bucket shit. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's mostly if you think about it, most of it is about self-aggrandizement putting other people down <laughs> you know fucking someone else's girl you putting know women, putting women down specifically putting women down yes yeah, again it's mostly about just like putting yourself on a pedestal while kicking other people down like that's mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. what lyrics are mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh i got this y'all don't got this I'm doing this. Y'all broke ass niggas over there doing that. I'm fucking your girlfriend. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, your girlfriend. <laughs> you're like you know, like it's just it's mad disrespectful to me. It's honest. It's, it's hilarious that we all listen to this, but like it's it's just like <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day that like I just I had a moment where I just like put my head down and like disgrace the other day because I was in the car. I felt like an old nigga. I was in the car and I was on the way back home. I was at a stoplight and it was nice out. So a lot of people had their windows down and somebody came through. You heard it from like a mile away. Boom, 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 boom. So you knew like some shit was about it. Like you was going to hear some <laughs> wild shit when the car finally came up to the car and the joint just zoomed past us. But all you could hear in that very split second was, and I'm fucking your bitch and I got the, and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like, I'm looking over and I see small children in this van with his mother and this other car over here and this old lady, there's like an older couple (laughs) and then me, it's just, there's like the makeup 
of people at that stoplight. It was diverse. And then you just got this person come through. Boom, boom. And I'm fucking your bitch and I got the. And I'm just like, damn, man. Like, damn. Well, we got to do better. Like we, <laughs> like, we, like, we can't be out here looking like this, bro. Like, we're looking crazy, man. I just put my head down and, like, dis- I was so disgraced. Like, I was like, oh, God, we got to do better. Just like as a as a fan of hip hop, I just want us to do a little bit better. And also, just as a fan of hip hop, I'm just a, being a bit more aware of how loudly I'm playing music and who's around me at any given point in time. Because I don't want like I can listen to whatever I want to listen to in the confines of my own car, but I don't want my experience to now have to become your experience at a stoplight. Yeah, and you have. To, and you now have to listen to what I'm listening to, and so do your children and shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just a little bit more to think about. Now, getting back to fucking your girl, because <laughs> this is really what I this is really what I want to get into. It's just again, it's very competitive in the rap game, so it's sort of like it's an alpha male sport. Yeah, you you don't you don't get across come like. You don't win anything coming across as a beta male. You 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 just don't. Um, and it made me start thinking about why we want to go in. Like like what is the driving force behind this wanting to go fuck other people's girlfriends? Like what is this thing that we just have to like? This is we got to get this achievement. It's a trophy. It, like I have like I have to do it. I think, and is it in our DNA? Uh, yeah. Like, is, like, is it is it you, deep within the, the the male DNA to want to be an alpha male and show okay, okay. dominance over other males by having sex with their women, something that they're not supposed to have? Well, I definitely think it. I definitely think it eradicates a little bit of masculinity from the from the you know from the from the man that has gotten his <laughs> yeah. bitch taken. <laughs> this is this is such a great topic where i'm not because you have no idea i'm nowhere near through with this it's gonna get it's gonna get wild <laughs> okay so here's the thing i decided i'd do a little bit of research as i do okay and Cheating monkeys practice deception to conceal infidelity. I had to find another animal species that is out here fucking other people's women. Wow. <laughs> and, and how they go about doing it and trying to conceal the fact that they're doing it, right? And, and why they do it. I, I just want to know a little bit more about it. So... I ended up finding the gelada monkey. Okay. G E L A D A. Now, here's the thing. Geladas. Um. For, let's see. Let's see. What is the most important information here? They live in small units that consist of up to a dozen females. A few subordinate males and one dominant male who holds exclusive reproductive rights to the females. Okay. 
<laughs> so that means that with these 12 women, these few subordinate males, and this one dominant person, he's the only one that gets to have sex with these women. Well, he's the only one that gets to have sex with these females. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Now, how do you know who's the dominant one? Well, they fight. They fight and they figure it out. Whoever wins, that's the dominant male now. So they live in open grassland habitat. And when mating, the dominant male and the female produce loud calls that can be heard from more than 30 meters away. All of this is important. The loud sexual vocalizations and lack of hiding places would seem to help the dominant male easily detect any monkey business. I see what they did there and stop it from happening. But previous studies revealed that subordinate males father about 17% of a group's offspring. Mm. So somehow gelatos are getting away with illicit sexual couplings. Now, in this new study, authors recorded 939 sexual pairings between a dominant male gelata and one of his females. That's a lot of watching monkeys have sex. Damn. <laughs> 939 sexual pairings. That's crazy. And 93 sexual pairings between a subordinate male and a female. They found that the illicit pairs... That means the pairs between the subordinate males and the females that they're not supposed to be having sex with were more likely to copulate when they were at least 65 feet away from the dominant male. Mm. Um, Cheating gelatas were much less vocal during sex. So, like I said, when a dominant male is having sex with a female, they make a lot of noise that can be heard for 30 meters away. But when it's a cheating one. They get quieter. Interesting. They tactically change their behavior to avoid detection by the dominant male. Because if the dominant male finds them, he runs in and starts biting both of them. Interesting. Very interesting. So I'm thinking about I'm thinking about these monkeys running around and, and, and trying to, you know, fuck each other's women <laughs> that they're not allowed to. I'm thinking about the dominant male, the subordinate male. All these sorts of things. And then <laughs> I think about my life. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast <laughs> where I become vulnerable yet again for the listener's betterment. I want you guys to be able to have a good laugh at this because I'm thinking about how women usually are a lot more aware of small, very, very small, minute details and things. And that usually makes them better cheaters. I'm now going to recount a story between me and a young lady that I had dealings with in the past. And how she... I. I wouldn't necessarily say she was bad at it. I just felt like she didn't really care. <laughs> so unlike the geladas making less sound and trying to do their best to tactically devise a way to stay away from the male who should be having sex with this person and not me, <laughs> she decided to go about it in the most whimsical way of all time. 
And I had to bring it here after my thoughts matured through all of these, through, you know, all of this research that I did on these, on these monkeys and, you know, rappers wanting to fuck other people's girlfriends. <laughs> so here we are many, many years ago. I work with this woman, this young lady. Do I know the story? Oh, I don't. I you should, and I'll tell you why you should later. Okay. <laughs> so you mostly you sure you sure sure should know it. So we're working together, and she didn't have a car at the time, so I used to drive her home on numerous occasions. She didn't offer money, but what she did offer was fellatio in transit. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Otherwise known as road dome for a lot of people. <laughs> so that was sort of our relationship for a little while. Again, this is not, I wouldn't necessarily say at the height of my fuckboy era, but it wasn't too far off. <laughs> It's making a lot of bad decisions back at this time. Um, Many, many moons pass and we had stopped that relationship. She is now she was then dating a guy many, many moons after. Once we were done, you know, with everything we had done, started dating this guy. We're going to call her. We're going to call her Sophie. So, so Sophie's now dating Jack. Jack worked at a bar. Sophie used to go and hang out at the bar and get free drinks from Jack. Because why not? I receive a booty call or text from Sophie one night. At that point in time, I was about the booty calls. I'm pulling up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I believe that I was aware that Sophie had a boyfriend. And I didn't care. This was at the time where I couldn't, I couldn't care less. I mean, I could not care less. This is a point in time I think I used to have an argument with a guy, a friend of mine, about who has the most amount of of guilt or blame in a house being broken per se right so someone cheats on someone whose fault is it most the person that did the cheating the person on the outskirts that came and wrecked the home is it maybe perhaps the person that got cheated on cuz who knows what they did it's i mean clearly the situations vary but I always used to tell my friend that there's no way that the home wrecker has more blame ever, ever, ever in any circumstance, more blame than the person that did the cheating. Mm-hmm. They at least have to have 51 <laughs> percent as the home wrecker has 49. Like it has they have to have more because they're the person that owed loyalty True. to the situation at hand. Right. But even, you know. That is neither here nor there in this younger version of Earl's mind. I didn't really give a fuck. I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I'm doing it. I'm pulling up. I don't care what this dude is has going on. So what was the first peculiar thing about it was she texted me and told me to come to the bar 
that he in fact worked at. I could, I promise you, Keon, I don't know who this person was like versus the person I am today. It's so interesting looking back and just realizing the, the decisions I made. But I did not care. I was like, yeah, sure. I'm on the way. <laughs> got, in, got in the car, drove to this place where this gentleman worked. Was you was you was you prepared to die for it? I wasn't prepared to die for it, but I also kind of knew the guy and I didn't really think he was about it. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh. Yeah, yeah, hold on. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Young, honey. don't do that because I'm not trying to that, see that's and that's why I brought in this whole alpha male monkey thing because there had to be some some sort of dominance in my heart where I felt like yeah I can go do this and everything's gonna be just fine. Who the fuck gonna stop me in here? Yeah, 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 I pretty much had that idea in my mind, in my heart. I clearly just did not care. I was like, yeah, I think I'll be fine. So I pull up. Slap the spit out this nigga. <laughs> see, see, I wasn't. Okay, all right. So let me. So, <laughs> so let me clarify. Since clearly, like, this can be misconstrued. I was not predicting a fight or an altercation of any sort that's the thing i didn't think that this person was going to step to me in which case i would seem to be right this person never did i drove up to the place i parked my car like right outside just turned the hazards on got out of the car and was hanging out on the patio because there were a bunch of servers and stuff there that worked there that i knew so i was just sitting around shooting the shit with people having a good time she so Sophie walks out of the bar. You talking about the the Louis? We are. Walks out of the bar. The gentleman, Jack, follows her. Hmm. (laughs) We're now all on the terrace, the patio of this restaurant. Many people I'm talking to, them too. They're a little, they're probably like 10 feet away. They're having a discussion. It seems heated. (laughs) Right. As it probably should be. Then after 10 minutes or so of them chatting it up and a lot of, you know, flailing arms and sort of, you know, just a lot of heat over there. She comes over to me. She's like, all right, let's go. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, like it get bro. It gets deep. We get in the car. I drive off. I say, so what was that about? She says, well, you know, he was asking me, had I ever done anything with you in the past? <laughs> I said, I said, no, of course not. And then he and then he said to her, well, that's interesting because some people here told me that you've done some things with him in the past. <laughs> to which she then immediately flip flopped and said, OK, well, you know what? You're right. Like what <laughs> we did. We we. We, what? We, yeah, yeah, we used to do some things, but like it's not even like that anymore. Like he's just, we're like we're just chill. He's just gonna take me home because you don't get off for another couple of hours, and I don't want to just like wait here because again, she still didn't have a car by this point in time. I don't want to wait for you to get off to take me home. So like he's just gonna drop me off at home, and like that'll be that. And I suppose the guy believed her, or right. <laughs> 
or you know, I mean, or what the fuck else was he really gonna do? Like he wasn't gonna lock her up like in in bars. So there's nothing really he could. He was just like, okay, cool. Like call me when you get home. I guess. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now I, I am in theory playing the part of this rapper or R&B artist that this person <laughs> came to see and is now in front of you taking this person away which is just it's just oh god it's such a tough loss it's and it's and it's a shitty thing for me to do let's not get away from that like I don't want to get away from the fact that this was an extremely shitty thing for me to do Period. Like, there's no way out of that. I should not be in the midst of this at all. Now, we go back to my place. I need all the listeners to understand this before I go any further. (laughs) Two things. First thing, I very rarely go into specifics when it comes to things in the bedroom because I feel like those things should probably remain in the bedroom. But This needs to be said because it's so absurd. We have to dissect it a bit. (laughs) We have to understand what's going on here. And the story wouldn't quite be the story if I didn't do this. Secondly, also would like to say that I'm not one for kink shaming. (laughs) I feel like as long as it is between two consenting adults everyone has their wits about them or their whips and it you know it is what it is like let people do whatever it is that they want to do in the comfort of their own home with their significant other or others right so that's how i feel now let's resume the story sex is to be had (laughs) okay uh, she was definitely extremely animalistic. It, it wasn't in no way, shape, or form, um, like sensually intimate. It was just one of those. Let's just be in here like some fucking baboons. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just again, like the gelato monkeys making a bunch of sounds that you could probably hear for thirty and thirty meters away. Which, by the way. Now that we're getting to it, the third thing that I should say and referring back to something that you asked me, 30 30 meters away. Yes, you should know of this story because you were probably 10 feet away because this was in the apartment that you and I resided in together. Okay. (laughs) Now, (laughs) this was the person that said that they don't like to drink water. (laughs) Oh, God. So, so here, so here we are continuing. Sex is to be had. It's just baboonish and primal in all of its ways. And if you don't quite understand just how primal and nasty things were, yeah, just nasty. Just nothing, no couth about it at all. Just nasty. Um, it, and here, here I go. This is the vulnerability. I do it for you guys. (laughs) Don't ever, don't ever say that I don't give myself up for you guys. Here we go. Orgasm is on the cusp. It is on the horizon. This person screams out vehemently 
Come all over me, yeah. all over, all over me, yeah. Do it, do it. Now, referring back to something that I that I said before, I don't. I'm not into the kink shaming thing. Something that I would have asked for? No, probably not. But I do aim to please. And if it's something that I feel like my partner at the moment needs or truly, truly wants, again, as as vehemently as they were asking for it, <laughs> okay, sure. Le- okay, whatever. Let her rest. <laughs> so... As I'm sort of just getting over this, the wildness of it all over me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, just all right, fine. Like, okay. So during this finishing over top of this person, she starts to just very, very abrasively start rubbing it all in like it's suntan lotion. Right. And then says, fuck my dumbass boyfriend. Yeah, fuck my dumbass boyfriend all over me. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely, you were de- you're not the problem in this situation. <laughs> there was some problems there already. <laughs> holy shit man oh man oh my god so so i'm sitting there butt ass naked with my dick in my hand man (laughs) and i'm i i think holy shit what have i done (laughs) (laughs) like this is clearly a moment of introspection like this is a moment to take a second and think about what what are you doing like what 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 has brought you to this moment where you're you're in front you're over standing over top of this person with your penis in your hand with them screaming out like this and acting so you know erratically um so you know clean up ensues we get back in the car she says yeah, go ahead and drop me back off at the bar. Oh, man. I said, I said, well, didn't you tell me on the way here that your whole story was that you, I was taking you home because you didn't want to wait for him to get off work? Like, shouldn't you, shouldn't you, I be dropping you off at home? She's like, no, nah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't fucking matter. He'll believe whatever I tell him. Just drop me back off at the bar and I'll, I'm just going to have some more drinks and stuff like that. Wow. So it's what she says to me. If it, if it, if it wasn't clear enough, when I was standing over top of her butt naked and she's acting wildly like this, like a wildling. And then when she says this, oh, well, it doesn't fucking matter. I'll tell him whatever I want to. He'll believe it. it doesn't matter. The, the combination of these two incidents, like these instances, made me think I will. No one is to be trusted. <laughs> I will never I will never trust another person enough to be in a monogamous relationship ever, ever again. This is crazy. But then clearly with maturity, you understand that this is just this crazy ass person. True. <laughs> anyway, um, I, 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 I do exactly what she said. I went and dropped her back off at the place. And then I, I went home and I went to sleep. 
And that was the end of my story uh, as far as my involvement went, you know, in it. Uh, you know, they clearly, you know, they broke up a few weeks later. And I don't necessarily think it was just that thing. I think of clearly it was a culmination of problems that had been Definitely. stirring for quite some time. Definitely. Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, I just I just find infidelity interesting and the different ways that people go about it and some of the some of the tactics, again, that some people will employ to make sure that they stay under the radar. And then sometimes the complete disregarding of any of that shit and just being like, ah, it'll be whatever it is. Like, I don't really care what they think. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll, you're like, I'll just tell them whatever I want to. So, yeah, just, you know, the the idea of, you know, fucking other people's girlfriends and rap brought me on to the monkeys, the gelatas and the, what they're doing and the 17 percent of the offspring and the groups being from the subordinate males having sex and fighting over them with the with the dominant male. And then it brought me to Sophie and Jack and myself. And I thought that I would share that story. <laughs> so here we are. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a great story <laughs> yeah man yeah that, that's, and that's I, all i, I got. definitely remember um that story <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had to because i'm certain that i can't i probably came home like actually the real ending of that story is i dropped her off came back to the house and knocked on your door it was like hey man did you hear any of that <laughs> that's, that's probably the real end of the story like yo like she was yeah like she was kind of wild like <laughs> To which I think you told me you were trying to watch one of your, your CSIs, so you just had to like put headphones on or something like I, that and, uh, and watch it and watch either it that, that way. or I, I at least probably turned the fucking TV up. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, you had to turn the TV up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just wild. Absolutely wild. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But yeah, but but honestly, before we move on, moral of the story here is. We don't have to do this, guys. <laughs> we don't. We don't have to run around and and make it a point to have sex with other people's significant others because I feel like it's more than just trying to achieve dominance. Which, by the way, even that in itself is got to come back to some form of insecurity. It's, it's got to, because why, like, why do you feel the need to assert your dominance over these other people? Like, what, like, what is it that you, that you, that you are devoid of inside that would make you feel as though you have to show your, your dominance? Would you say, show your pride? Yeah. Would it be the same if he was, if they were fucking his, if they were, if, if someone was fucking someone else's bitch? Would it be the same if that person didn't know? If oh, if if if, if it wasn't a whole bunch of, I'm fucking your bitch. I'm fucking your bitch. Oh yeah, if it was just like oh damn, like I just happened to fuck your girl, like <laughs> like I just like I didn't like I didn't know, and then someone told me that they were dating someone. Well, yeah, of course, because you, you there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Like this this person tricked you and deceived you into thinking that they were single. And you know what I mean? And, and in that case, it is 100% their fault what is happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, but, but it's also interesting, again, do you give any credence to the person that is getting cheated on having any blame in any given situation? Like, can you see that person ever having any culpability in a situation in which they're cheated on? Um, 
it's po- driving it's, someone. It's po- to, yeah, it's it's that? possible. It's definitely possible. Um, okay. So let's I don't know. Let's say that we'll we'll use what you said, driving someone to cheat on them. I think that can be done in a few different ways. Um, maybe you're not uh, giving the attention that's needed. Um, and that might be mm-hmm. attention to the person or just attention to detail within the relationship. Um, in other yeah. ways. Um, so let, you know, let's, let's say it's that, um, yeah, that has a lot to do with the person that is, you know, being cheated on, but it also has right. a lot. I think, I think if a hundred percent of the time, if it has something to do with the person that's being cheated on, it also has to have something to do with the person that's doing the cheating. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that's a, that's a thousand yeah. percent. Like, cause it, yeah, cause it, I mean, but one, there's, there's some sort of communication not being taken place about definitely. how both people are feeling and like what, what, yeah, what these two completely separate entities are going through yeah. experientially. Yeah, exactly. And then like how they're not matching up, how they're not on the same page. Yeah, clearly. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's call this person the, the cheek T versus the cheater. This person is the cheat T. The cheat T. Mm-hmm. Can definitely have blame in that situation. There's a lot of yeah. ways, a lot of ways. Okay, so so you so you could understand if yeah, if someone came and you know they got caught cheating, or they just came and told the significant other they were cheating, and then they said, "Well, listen, I understand that what I did was wrong. I clearly have culpability because I did not go about handling what I felt like was a problem in our relationship the correct way, mm-hmm. but." Also understand that there is some accountability that I would like for you to take because you haven't touched me in months or you haven't been paying attention to things that I have to say or what I'm going through or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you could understand. So, yeah, that's that's a tough one. That that is that is it really just depends on the situation. Yeah, it's all very situational. It is. It is. Yeah. That's that's really the conversation I was that would I would always have with my friend back in the in the past was just that it, it's never just one person's fault. He was always just blaming it on the home wrecker. Like, oh, they know that person should have never came. If he knows about Asia, that never came. It's his fault. I'm just like, mm. if we're chalking it up, like if there's a pie chart we could draw, like he cannot have. He's from my standpoint, the home wrecker simply cannot mathematically have more than 49% of the guilt. <laughs> Mathematically? It just, it, 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 yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see it because, again, there could possibly be fault on the side of the what you said, the cheaty, right? So that yeah. means that they have to have some, some slice uh-huh. and say that they don't and they've been a beautiful person in this relationship and it's just really the cheaters, you know, fucked up mainframe at the time and they just want to go off and do some shit because they're not happy with themselves or they have some perverse way of looking at what is reality Mm -hmm. so then they run off and do their thing even if it is just between the cheater and the homewrecker the cheater has to at least have the better half it has to at least have 51 Uh percent they have to have more culpability than the homewrecker because it is not necessarily the homewrecker's job to be making sure that this stays a happy home. <laughs> right. 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 But right. It, yeah. But it is the people in the relationship's job to be doing that. So, yeah, I, I get it. It's it's complicated and it's definitely situational, but it's, uh, it's definitely interesting and definitely something to think about. So. Absolutely. Yeah.
Yeah. Um, but you had something, you had something uh, very important that you wanted to talk about, and I think we should get into that. Okay. Um, so I think, hold on, I want to pull my notes out here. I got a couple of notes. Yeah. Hey. Nope. So I, I heard a quote over maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm really sorry. I cannot remember this guy's name. Um, but if you, if you Google this, I'm sure you'll find it. It's, it's a simple quote. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. So like that, what I want to say about that is in recent, recent, you know, recent years, I've done a lot of looking in the mirror with myself. Um, I feel like a lot of times I didn't really have the motivation to want to, to want to be better. Um, I got very complacent. Um, you know, 10 years ago, I jumped into, uh, I jumped into retail working at Foot Locker like 10 years ago. And I think I gassed myself by moving up really quickly, getting this management position. Like I became a store manager at like the age of 20. Super immature. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, a, I was a store manager at the age of 20. Um, super, super immature. Yet, I've got like, I've got, I've got a one-year-old, you know what I'm saying? A a kid that's almost about to be one. So you can say in a sense, um, I'll never forget this one thing that you said to me a long time ago, Earl. You were, you asked me how it felt to grow up faster than all my peers. I think about Mm. that fucking question more than you can, more than you know. I think about that all the time. I remember asking you that. Um, and you know, that question really, put things in perspective, you know, um, I, I, I did have to grow up and I did have to, to be a different person than the rest of my friends. Um, so, you know, I ended up, I ended up, I stopped going to school. Um, I wasn't mature enough to, you know, work a full-time job, be trying to take care of a kid and go to school full-time. I was not mature enough for that at all. Um, so I guess what I'm talking about here is I just, I, I feel like I wasn't, I wasn't disciplined enough. And now, years and years later, I found myself in a different mindset where I am trying to accomplish goals. I am becoming more organized. But I guess it was just it was just it was just kind of a right place, right time thing for me. My mindset wasn't in a place back then where I felt like I, you know, I just wanted to go out here and achieve all this shit. Um, all, you know, I just wanted to I wanted to have fun. I wanted to. You know, I wanted to, to to be this family man and take care of what I needed to do. But I, <laughs> for a long time, I just wasn't advancing. And I yes. felt like I was just kind of floating, um, you know, treading mm. water. But it's like, it, it wasn't until maybe like a year ago where I was just like, well, damn, nigga, like, when are you going to elevate? <laughs> when are you going to elevate? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. No, that, it's, it's cool. That shit was that. I'm sorry. That was fucking hilarious. That's fine. That's fine. Um, when when are you going to elevate? Like, when are you going to start taking control of your life? When are you going to start uh, disciplining yourself? When are you going to start getting organized and having more goals and being more goal oriented? Um, and now I'm finding myself there, and. It's it's really it's really an awesome feeling to really uh, just bear witness to the life 
changing decisions that you're watching yourself make. I'm more conscious of that stuff now. Um, and I mm. wasn't a long time ago. And I've sat back and I've watched a lot of my peers. So this is where it's ironic because like you asked me, how did it feel to grow up, you know, faster than my peers? Yet I, for a long time, I felt like I'm really more set behind mm-hmm. in, in a lot of different ways. But there's a lot of different ways. Yes, I did grow up faster than my peers, but there's a lot of different ways in which I felt like maybe I'm a bit behind them, too, because I stopped my life when I was 20 years old. I stopped like the things that I was trying to do. I stopped um, mm-hmm. because I wasn't ready for that. So I stopped. Yeah. And it's just like now. I'm just, I don't know. I'm in go mode, man. And it feels really fucking good. Um, I sat back and, you know, I maybe even, I don't want to say I got depressed, but I did a lot of uh, feeling sorry for myself and sorry thinking like, you know, like, damn, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, pull yourself together. Like, what are some things we can implement? Like, why do you keep having these thoughts in your mind of things that you want to do, but not actually um, taking action on them. Like it's, mm. it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's a sucky feeling having a bunch of cool things, um, that you feel like you want to do, but not actually doing anything about it. Yeah. And I did that for a long, long time. And I feel in it. And I just find myself changing that about myself right now. Cause like now that I'm thinking ahead into the future, there's a lot of things I want to do. A lot of things that I'm looking forward to. And I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm just to a point in my life now where I feel like I'm done holding myself back. I'm done saying that I'm going to do this and not doing it. Yeah, no. Okay. No, well, that's, um, I mean, that is invaluable. That realization. Yeah. To realize that you, that one, you want to do more. That's that's something in itself, because there's plenty of people that are just sitting around and like they don't you can ask them, you know, what do you what do you want to do? It's not necessarily just for money, but what do you want to do? What do you want to see? Like, who do you want to become? What do you stand for? Like, what what are you about? What do you want to be about? Uh And what are some steps that we can take, even if they're small ones, towards getting there or being that person? A lot of times you just hear, I don't, first of all, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, Earl. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Who I want to be, what I want to do. Like, I don't, like, I'm just here. I'm just waking up every morning and I'm just, I'm going through the motions. And, you know, that is, you know, I I don't know. I kind of teeter because I do believe I was, I mean, I know for sure, for certain that that was at the forefront of my mind and my being for many years was just thinking, being is more than enough. I don't need to do shit. <laughs> like everyone stop telling me to do something. I don't need to do a fucking thing if I don't want to. Being is more than enough for me. I can just breathe this air and just be here until I die. And that will be more than enough. And I don't understand why it's not enough for you all. And to be honest, I'm not I'm not going to to nullify that idea. I'm not going to repudiate that idea. I feel like that that is something in itself. I mean, we do you real quick. You know what? You know what that was like for me, though? 
when mm. all those times I'm thinking to myself where I feel so complacent, like I'm not advancing, I'm not doing anything. I mm-hmm. felt very purposeless. Like, yes. what the fuck am I here? Like, what is going on? This shit is, <laughs> this is, this is boring. Like, what am yes. I doing? What do you want to do? Do yes. something. Like, well, don't do you, nothing. And, do something. And and for people like you and many of us that feel that way, that then, then there is something to be answered there. But I feel like, again, if you want to, there are, you could go live a, a Buddhist monk's life. Mm. And just go to a monastery somewhere. You could take a vow of silence and never speak the rest of your days and just meditate and maybe read, you know, books and eat minimal food, look out at some waterfalls, go to sleep, do it the next day. And like that being in that solidification, that serenity that just comes through knowing that being is enough and that you don't have to have the expectations of running the rat race and trying to, you know, give something for the rest of the people like that. That is these are all understood expectations Mm -hmm. that we have put on ourselves through the society in which we've grown up in. And that can be broken. That paradigm can be shifted. So I, I like I said, I want to give an allocation for the people that feel like that is okay. But if you feel like your life is purposeless and you want to make something of it with the gifts that you were given by the powers that be, then I think that there are questions to ask ourselves. And lucky for this topic, I have been thinking about this for quite some time. And so I want to start with a, a journal entry that I have. From a few days ago. This is post meditation. I even wrote my mood. It was centered. This was at 8.07. Oh no, this was 8.07 a.m. This is in the morning. 10, 15, 20. So this was six days ago. Distraction is something that, that diverts attention or concentration. The beautifully enigmatic red herring. This overwhelming wave of awareness in regards to this very idea washes over me again and again. For more than enough time, I was in little purview of my relation to being distracted as I was devoid of the fact that there was anything worth deeply concentrating on. Meditation has aided greatly. Myriad stints of confusion and anguish as a direct result of my not being able to acutely detect all of the things that pull me off track. The track I now know I have been meant for. The conundrum lies in the undeniable truth that being led astray has certainly also led me to grow into the spirit that authors this very journal entry. (laughs) So even though you and I have both been led astray by many of these distractions and lack of focus that we've had, we've still somehow, mostly or probably a lot due to luck in a lot of different ways, having been born into the families that we had and some of the friend groups that we've decided to be a part of and things like that, have still grown into these people that at some point in time 
the spark happened. Yeah. And we th- and we said, no, we want to be better. Yeah. <laughs> we want to do more. We want to give more. And that's beautiful because, again, that doesn't always happen for people. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's sometimes that spark never comes around. It's never ignited. So that's something to be grateful for no matter when it happens. Yeah. Um, so I spoke about distractions. I, I, I always have to make like these very weird abstract, but at the same time, very direct. If you think about them enough correlations, I went to a place called teachercreated.com, teacher created resources. I typed in extra information in word problems. You've heard me talk about word problems before because I'm always thinking about small things that are applicable in in our lives that were that, you know, were derived from our education growing up or just other just parallels in general in our lives that people very, very often overlook. Those word problems back in the day and like mathematics class. Now, I have some stuff pulled up here for grade three through five. So this shouldn't be that difficult for us or these listeners right now. <laughs> But the objective here, students will learn how to recognize extra information and world problems, directions, facts to know. Sometimes a problem has extra information that students do not need to solve the problem. Before students start these problems, ask them these four important questions. One, what does the problem ask you to find? Two, What information is needed to solve the problem? Three, how can you show the problem with numbers? Four, what is your answer? Now, let me read a word problem for us. I could have used that information weeks ago. You know, you bro, do you feel me? (laughs) Trust me. So we're (laughs) so we're (laughs) going It's so great because, like I said, it's grade three through five, but this it's so profound when you make it applicable to everyday adult life. So, So here we go. Here's a sample for us. Erica and her friends had a pizza party. They ordered eight pizzas. A half of the pizzas were large combo pizzas. One fourth of the pizzas were medium specialty pizzas. And one-fourth were medium pepperoni pizzas. They also ordered five two-liter sodas for $1.50 each. How many medium pepperoni pizzas did Erica and her friends order? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Just a bunch of extra information. (laughs) Just exactly. The extra information is how many sodas... And large combo pizzas were ordered by Erica and her friends. Erica and her friends ordered two medium pepperoni pizzas. Right. That's what you need to know. Right. That's all that matters. The only thing that really matters is that the fact that there were eight pizzas in total ordered and that a fourth of them were medium pepperoni pizzas. You need to be able to do that math, especially as an adult. <laughs> what, a, what, what a fourth of eight is. Right. Okay. Is small little problem solving like that that we used to do that we would scoff at, didn't quite understand exactly where they were getting at. But something that I've been thinking about 
for weeks and weeks and weeks on end now, like very intently, very, very intently is distractions. And this is one of the many reasons why I decided to do the meditation practice at the very beginning of this podcast episode is because with with stringent meditation practice, you will find yourself being able to detect distractions easier and easier and being able to push them further and further away from your mind. When I'm at work, a lot of the time, something goes awry, something goes wrong. People start running around again, food and beverage industry. Anybody's ever been around knows it, but I'm sure that a lot of other job, you know, markets, fields like that. It doesn't matter. Something goes wrong. You understand people have a panic. People don't know how to keep their calm. And then things just go downhill from there. Usually. A lot of times they find me continuing to walk around, still have the same relaxed face I had on before. I'm doing my work. I'm getting I'm I'm getting to my objectives. (laughs) People usually take that cool, calm, collected attitude and demeanor about myself and they misconstrue it into something else. That something else is me not caring about the job. People always say, oh, Earl doesn't care. That's why he's never upset. Like He he just doesn't care. (laughs) And people think that about me in in life in general. They're like, because I don't find myself getting overwhelmed and overworked and nerve wracked by a bunch of things that do that to most people that I just simply don't care. That's not the case. I care about most things in life. I care about life and most of the components that go into it. I I truly do. Probably more than a lot of people, honestly. What I don't do is allow myself to get distracted by all the extraneous information, like from these problem solving uh, questions. So it's the same thing. All these you know, large specialty pizzas and the five one dollar fifty liters of soda. Anytime these things go wrong at work or these people are getting worked up about things in life, that's what it is. That's how it comes on my radar. That's a distraction. You weren't you just weren't able to detect it as such. I was. And so I don't allow that to come into my airspace in fog the space between me and my objective. Does that thing help my objective? The fact that this thing just went wrong and you guys just dropped a plate of food over here, whatever the case may be, that that doesn't help me at all in what it is I'm doing. So therefore, that is the five liter, you know, $1.50 liters of soda. That is the large specialty pizzas. That is the extraneous information that I don't need to get to my objective. So, you know, you, you see this all the time in, in so many different ways in life. And like I said, with meditation and just doing things and incorporating more things in your life that deal with a heavy focus, you will start to realize the distractions more. When um, there have been so many times in which I someone has told me a lie, I've come and confronted them about the lie and said, hey, Lucas, (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't. Uh, I didn't even. I didn't even, I, I didn't even. I didn't even come up with a fake name on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lucas. Why is it that Sarah has come and told me that Jane told her that you said that I did this thing? Why did she tell me that? I've been having sex with Sarah for quite some time now. So she's coming and telling me during pillow talk, all these things that this girl, Jane has told her. And it seems as though you tell Jane a lot of things because you're having sex with Jane. Mm -hmm. Why is it that Sarah and Jane know these things about me without me telling them to them? When you know these things, Lucas, answer me that. And then this person will look me dead in my face and they'll start throwing out the red herring. Again, if you're not aware of red herring for the listeners, it is the distraction. Uh It is the smoke and mirrors. It is the shiny little thing to get your to get your attention away. It is the misdirection. So they'll start saying things. Oh, well, you know what? Back in the day, I heard that she used to do this and this. And so, you know, I'm be honest with you. I don't ever think that she should have. I'm like, okay, listen, you're throwing out a bunch of extra information that I don't need to hear about. And that is that is the okie doke. That is what a lot of liars would do is try to smoke screen their way through by throwing a bunch of extra information. Again, the leader sodas, the, the large pizzas. They're throwing that at your face because they think that if they say enough words, you'll be lost in in a miasma of bullshit and not be able to see what it is you ask them anymore. Or if they answered what you asked or what what's going on, you just find yourself lost. So then you just shake your head. Yes. And walk away. That's what they're hoping for. Not me. So when you talk about being complacent in life, this is why I bring all this into play. When you talk about being complacent in life and finally feeling as though you want to take the reins, control your life, make goals, have the determination to bridge that gap right between the goals and accomplishments. I feel like it truly, truly comes down to detecting distractions Mm -hmm. If you can set a goal or you can, you know that there's something you can set in your mind's eye that you want, no, you need to be or have, then you can easy, easy, easier detect what isn't going to help you get there. (laughs) But you have to understand that thing first In, in any given moment in time. It could be. Like I said, I, I want to become a better person in this way today. I want to go to the gym. Or I, I want to I want to better my physical health today. That is a goal today. Okay. If that is a goal today, then I know that stuffing my face with a pizza and Cinnabon and a soda isn't going to help. That means those things are distractions. So then what do I do to ensure that I bridge that gap between a goal and accomplishment? Okay, well, maybe I go to the gym and I work out. Maybe I get some leafy greens and some proteins. I have a more balanced meal. Maybe I meditate and work on mental health as well. Like, again, it's 
it's it becomes so much clearer when you actually have something in your sights that you're aiming for. But I, but I'm really, really glad that you brought that up. Uh, it's, it's definitely something ha- people have to think about more in any given moment in time is what I'm doing right now helping me towards my goal. Do I have a goal? Do I care to have a goal? Right. <laughs> I guess, first of all. And if I do, if I if I'm trying to be better in any way, shape or form or attain something, then is what I'm doing right now helping or is what I'm doing right now actually a distraction? Am I being distracted right now? That's that's definitely something we have to ask ourselves more and be much more vigilant. Vi- uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I that's 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 huge. That's huge. I'm glad that you brought that up, and I'm glad that you're just trying to see yourself through and navigate. You know what I mean? Because it's it's rough out here. Because there are just so many distract. I mean, we live in the world of distractions. Definitely. Like there's there's so many things to just to take you off course. You know what I mean? So it's definitely something that you have to be adamant about uh, if you're if you're if you're going to choose to actually conquer it. If you're going to have any any real shot at conquering your accomplishments, you have to be diligent about detecting distractions and getting away from them. But uh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. That's this sort of, again, comes back to my sobriety. I'm just thinking about my longevity, self-preservation, what I'm trying to do here on this podcast, me just trying to, you know, attain, retain more information and knowledge, health, everything I'm doing. I always ask myself, is it, am I being distracted right now or is it or if I am I on the right path? Is this helping me or am I just allowing myself to further be distracted by by the extraneous information in this problem solving conundrum here, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely interesting. I hope some people got something out of that. I hope I wasn't too all over the place, and people didn't be like, "Earl, what the fuck are you talking about? You talking about problem solving in third and fifth fifth grade? You talking about all sorts of shit? You going in your do your journal, reading journal entries? Like, what what are you talking about right now? Nah, I hope that was enough for people to be able to get something out of it. I think they got it. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool, cool. You got uh, you got you got some last words for the folks, man. Um, Wrap this bad boy on up. Yeah. Um, one thing I can definitely say, based off you know the the, my, the last little bit of information that I that I just spewed out there, is um, mm. it's never too late. Never too late. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Age is 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 really nothing but a number. Um, the average lifespan has. Is, is 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 much longer these days. It's never too late to start a new venture or, you know, just just step outside of your comfort zone and, uh you know, do something you never thought you'd do. Because I know that I've done a lot of that um over the last like eight to 10 months. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What do I got for the people? Um, Yeah, I'm definitely I'm one. It's. it's Stop running around and fucking other people's significant others. <laughs> <laughs> two, I would just have uh, two. Stop lying to people, and if you're gonna lie to them, just you know, don't be so fucking obvious about it. But just trying to throw, <laughs> trying to throw a fucking smoke screen at them, and you're trying to throw a smoke bomb down like Batman and disappear into the fog. Like it does, it doesn't really work that way. Um, we're going to talk. I'm definitely going to talk about lying on the next podcast a bit more. We're going to delve a little bit deeper into lying and the different um, 
the different degrees of lying and what we feel like is acceptable and what is not. That's for certain. Um, and on top of that, last thing would be try to detect distractions. Understand that most people around you are not going to be doing so and you're going to see them cause or bring a whole lot of completely unnecessary turmoil on themselves because of it. Please do not allow that to to pull you down and to incite that sort of you know activity in yourself. You have we have to be better than that. We have to understand that there are so many bells and whistles out here that are made specifically to take our minds away from what is important and what is whole, what is sacred in life and what makes us the better and more virtuous selves. And, um, you know, a lot of people bank on that. So don't don't be that person. Be better. Persevere and bridge that gap between having a goal and accomplishing something. That is all that I have to say. Thank you all for joining us yet again. Thank you, Keon. Thank you, Earl. Peace.